Let's Go Racing Family Podcast, sharing our love for NASCAR, running, and just racing through life. Hosted by Sebastian, Giovanni, Karen, Tony, and me, Johan. Each week, we'll talk about our view of the world through the lens of racing. We haven't done this in a while. Honestly, I think it's been like two or three weeks, but it feels like a month. It's actually only been, we've only skipped one week of recording. But yeah, you're right. It does feel like it's been almost a month since we've gotten behind the mics. Uh, I think it also, we have a new setup. We're on a, a different table, so we're trying something a little different. So uh, it, it just feels like it's been a long time since we've actually recorded. We took a break in the last um, three races, and we'll tell you later. Well, we're going to start by going back to the All-Star Open as our first race. Which was like two weeks ago. It felt like that. It felt like it. But um, yeah, it was uh, for not having any of the big like top tier drivers. It was a really fun race. Yeah, it actually was. Uh, who? It, it's funny because I, I think this is the first time we've paid so much attention to it that I didn't realize that the stage winners for the Open automatically went to the all-star race they transferred over and so i had even said i guess not realizing i said it doesn't make any sense if you won the stage why would you keep running and then the next thing we know they came back from commercial and the drivers are about to go green after the caution and they're interviewing eric amarola who won the stage the first stage and we're like wait what's going on why is he out of the race it's because exactly that he won the stage and they decided why am i gonna keep driving the car Eric Armarola won the first stage. We also had William Byron and Matt Benedetto getting in by winning the other stages. Now, there was an incident, I think, in stage one, right? Uh, yeah, it was way before. It was like super early in the race. Yeah, when um, Bubba Wallace and William Byron were passing the drivers because they were uh, they were like working together a little bit. And anyway, Bu- Bubba Wallace had bumped. Uh, bump- and run Michael McDowell up the track and on the backstretch Michael McDowell turned down left and clipped Bubba into the wall and took him out of the all-star which was so aggravating to watch play out I I was just so upset because it's it's Bristol and everybody knows that there are going to be times when uh the the you're the only way around a guy is a is what they call the bump and run and if you have a slower car stop blocking faster cars. And if you don't, you're going to get bumped and you're going to get moved out, out of that lane and they're going to pass you. And that's basically what happened to McDowell. He, that happened to him like the whole race. Well, the he was on the pole, but why was he on the pole? It was luck of the draw. He didn't earn it. He didn't have a fast car. He got, so he pulled the straw out of a hat and he ended up having the first car put on the pole, but it wasn't because he had a fast car. So naturally you put a slow car up in the front People want to move and it's it's very, you know, quick stages and and this is Bristol. It's a half a mile. There's not a lot of time. And uh, he, I guess, got aggravated because a bunch of drivers kept bumping him and moving him out of the way. And the next thing you know, this happens. This is so frustrating. It's also um, really frustrating because it was clearly Michael McDowell turning into bubbly. It's not something you can argue like, oh, it's just some a bad pass. Yeah, like, he turned left. In on the, the backstretch. On the backstretch in the middle of a straightaway. It wasn't like he was he was trying to get out of traffic. He literally, if you watch the replay, you cannot dispute it. He literally just turned left into his car, 
with the purpose of wrecking him. But because he's not as skilled, I guess, and doesn't have as great, uh, a good drive, um, good equipment, you know, he didn't realize where he was. He ended up almost taking out Byron in, in that in that incident. So it Byron just, it also was, said in his um over his radio over his radio talking to his crew chief, he said he just turned left. He he just turned left, and like you said, he he you know he could have taken Byron out too. And and, and again, I I get that there is aggressiveness uh, by the different drivers because it is an open. They want to get into the all star race. It's a, it's not a points paying race, so it's like you're either. You're either first or you're last, as as uh, the great um, Ricky Bobby would say, uh, and that's really what these these races were like. And um, but you can't you can't do that. You cannot purposely take a guy out like that. So anyway, it's super frustrating, uh, and everybody knew it. And I will say, at the end of the race, it was kind of interesting. So uh, Bubba actually took the front end of his car that was ripped off because of the wreck, and he left it in McDowell's. Uh, truck trailer hauler and uh, yeah and his hauler i will say this this was kind of a good thing that came out of it mcdowell actually put it up for uh auction to raise proceeds for a charity and they're going to donate the money and even bubba wallace got on board with that so that was actually a good thing that they got out of it i don't know how much money they at raised least something or came out of that but it, yeah at least something positive came out of it so anyway so that was the open all right so we're getting our emotions all fired up then we go to the uh, the All Star, and and so you mentioned the three drivers that won stages and transferred, and the All Star um, vote was actually won by Clint Boyer, which yeah. was a big surprise to all of us, and and even him live on the on the All Star event because they actually announced it. He was up, I think, talking to one of his guys in uh, in their pit area. And they told him right there and then live on air. And he was pretty surprised that he won. And uh, I think a big part of it is the role he played in iRacing when NASCAR was literally the only thing on TV. And we had the virtual racing and he was a not only a competitor, but a, a television personality, you know, and he was part of, you know, the, the the crew that was bringing it to us every week. And we got to see more of his personality. It wasn't just us. A lot of fans uh, became fans of, of Clint Boyer. So it was actually kind of cool because we were hoping that he was going to get up there. In fact, at the end of the uh, the last stage of the open, it was pretty much him and Matt, Matty D that were going back and forth and just Matty D had a stronger car. Um, but Clint was able to get in. So that was that was actually pretty cool. So we get in the all star race. And what was one of what was the cool thing they kept advertising that they were going to do for the race? And we were all really excited about it. The lights under the car, but I ended up seeing a video of it. With the lights on their car. And it was actually pretty cool. I saw it for Kurt Busch. It was showcased. on this race, it was peewee baby lights. Like on the back of the car. When I saw Kurt Busch, and it was like the full car. Yeah, they had uh, unveiled it a few years ago. I think it was 2018 at Vegas when they uh, run the cars on the strip. Um, but yeah, they showed Kurt Busch with green underglow lights that were completely under his car. Was it was it Vegas or was it Nashville? I thought it was last year in Nashville. I believe it was Vegas. Was it Vegas? Okay. Well, but it was it, 2019. In any event, I know what video you're talking about because you're right. When I saw that video, I was like, man, that's going to be cool. The entire car undercarriage. It was like Fast and the Furious meets NASCAR. I was pretty excited about it. It was really cool. And then it was a wah, wah, when we saw it on TV and it was literally just the back end of the car. It was almost like something was wrong. And they color coded it to each uh, 
specific manufacturer. Yeah, that was so that, cool. that I actually know to me, that was like the uncool part because really, yeah, because I thought since I had seen I, I didn't see the video, I saw an actual still image of Kurt Busch's car and you know, his car is black with the monster energy green. And so his lights were green. So I was like, Oh, my goodness, this is like, you know, hot import nights with all the cars, you know, different color glowing lights and so I was expecting that they were going to match the lights to the car. So like imagine, you know, Joey Logano has a yellow car with red and then he could, would have red lights at the bottom. So I was that's what I was expecting and I was looking forward to it. So the, I could see the, that. the that, same that color cool. for the for, you know, the manufacturer. It was a bit like because eh, some of the cars, you couldn't even see the light very much because it was the same as their car color. And at times we were like, wow, are they smoke? Are they on fire? Or, you know, it was just like this weird well, glow I've, to the car. It wasn't even like. Well, that's the thing. I think for me, it was just that it wasn't the whole car. It just kind of made it not as a big deal. Well, something cool, I guess, who came back for this race? DW. Oh, Daryl Waltrip. Yeah, he was That's actually, right. We got boogity boogity. Yeah, we again. did. We got boogity boogity boogity. That was uh that was probably last time a we highlight. got it was Sonoma 2019. He's uh, he's let's go racing boogity boogity boogity, right? Well, yeah, that was kind of cool to see him there. And in fact, I think we got him to say that twice. Twice because he said it too early. Yeah, it was like too early on the broadcast, and then they said it, he said it again. But it was really cool to see him. We we loved listening to Daryl Waltrip. Uh I think you guys really grew up on him, you know, listening to pretty much every race, every race that was on Fox. It was, it was his race uh, until when did he retire? Was it last year? Yeah. yeah last last year. year, Sonoma. Oh, that was yeah, his last that was race. His last wow. race. Mm-hmm. So because yeah, it NBC was cool. To took see. Over That's the right. Of the, That's right. The rest of the year. Well, it was very cool to see him back there. Um, and yeah, so we, we had an all-star race. We had Daryl Waltrip. We had the lights that were kind of a disappointment. The, the one numbers thing I, were oh yeah, pushed what back else on the they car. Do? Yeah, they pushed the numbers back. The, the Which decals. I were really, really liked. I, I, I'm kind of hoping they do that for all the races. It's so funny because when they first announced it, people like lost their minds. I think on Twitter, and I'm just like, literally, I don't understand. Like the numbers were very clear. I don't understand. In fact, I liked it. It made the cars almost look faster. Like it, yeah, almost it like, gave him that effect, kind of like a, you know how Lightning McQueen's car has the the lightning and then his number, and it makes it look elongated and yeah. longer. Yeah, it's like so a fast it gave him, look. yeah, it gave him. Oh, it gave him a, the look. This is a look that they had. They had the new the the next gen cars from Cars Three. That like um oh, what's yeah, his name yeah. um, Jackson Storm. Jackson Storm they had that kind of feel yeah. and so then that's why I was super excited and then expecting the lights it was like wow that was going to be an awesome yeah I look. think that that was really cool I mean they are cool Dad but remember you're talking about the internet they complain about everything yeah that's true they, everybody does uh, but I will say anybody that griped about the lights NASCAR hopefully if if you hear this in any way. We like the idea of the lights. We just didn't like the execution. In fact, the TV broadcast had a different setup when uh, uh, Larry McReynolds was showing his version of the car. It had all the lights and then they cut to the broadcast and it's like just a light in the back. So a little bit disappointed on that. Yeah, DW even joked like, oh, I like Mike's car better. Yeah, it would have been cooler. So the race was split up into stages and it was pretty cool to see the um battling because of the new restart rule yeah well i was also confused by it but then i got it afterwards that you could choose whether you want to line up inside or outside basically everybody lined up single file and then as you approach a certain part on the track you get to choose and so 
if the line on the inside was really where it was moving, you want to be on the inside. But if everybody went on that inside, you could jump a few spots because you're like, well, man, everyone's lining up on the inside. I'm just going to cut to the outside. And, and yes, I'm not on that in, that preferred lane, but I moved up three, four, five, six rows. So it was really interesting. And I do like when they try these kinds of things to make it more entertaining, a little bit different. It's an all-star race. It's supposed to be different. It was very cool. And it was also a really good race. Yeah. Well, who ended up winning the race? Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Yes. The number one most popular driver in NASCAR. He got his revenge from last Bristol race because, do you remember last Bristol race? No, he tell took me. Out Joey Logano. He took out Joey Logano. Is this he- where the Chase and Joey rivalry started was the last time they raced in Bristol? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So um, Chase got loose. Uh, Chase uh, didn't get loose. All right, maybe he got a little loose, but he took out Joey. Well, anyway, that was water under the bridge. Let's move on. Who won this race? It was Chase Elliott. He took home the victory, um, beating out my man, Kyle Busch. He finally got a top five finish, even if it was just an all-star race. Baby steps, my dudes. Baby steps. A little trivia about uh, the all-star race and Chase Elliott is what, Johan? The only um, drivers to win at the all-star race that are not at Charlotte is the Elliotts. Bill Elliott. Atlanta, I think in 1986. We'll have to check that. If you got that one, I'll be amazed. Chase Elliott, 2020, Bristol. Well, and there was, but there's also one other piece of trivia. What's also significant about Bill and Chase? They're family members. Well, yeah, father and son. Is the son, and Bill is the dad. And they both won the all star races in the nine car. Okay, but that's not where I was going. But actually, that's pretty interesting, too. No, who's the only other father-son combination to win an all-star race? Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yes, sir. Greatest NASCAR driver of all time. Just so that 48 kid over there understands that. But anyways, uh, and then his son, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr., won in 2000. Jimmy Johnson's the real greatest NASCAR driver Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have we're gonna ha- continue to have this conversation. Now, now, guys, we have more to talk about. Anyway, so yes, Chase wins. Uh, it was actually really good for him. Uh, I think it wasn't a million dollars that he won. Yep. yep. And yep. then there was no money for second place or anyone else. No. So it was all about that cash. Well, I think that um, in the Winston, there used to be money for the top three. Oh, really? I think it was like, I think it was back then. It was like uh, one million to the winner, five hundred thousand to second place, and two fifty to. Two fifty or one hundred thousand. But that too. wasn't. But that was in the past. Oh. This year yeah, it was yeah. just all chase. Okay. All right. Okay, so take wait, us through. Right our- before we go to the next yeah. thing, I just want to let um, everybody know that Johan was correct. The All Star Race in Atlanta that Bill Elliott won was in nineteen eighty six. Wow! Look at that. And for those of you who uh, can't see, he is dabbing. That's his celebratory move. All right. Who take us through the top five? And then we also did race picks. We're not going to count them. Points wise for our our weekly, we thing, didn't but. count we didn't count them because it was an all star race. But had yep. we counted them, the four out of the five of us we finished in the top ten. All right, so uh, who what was the top five for the race? Chase Elliott won the race. My dude Kyle got second. Kevin Harvick got the third place. Fourth was Brad Keselowski, and then Danny Hamlin got fifth. And if you think about that top five, 
that's pretty much who's been having like the best parts of the season so far, except for Kyle. Except for Kyle, you're right. But he's, he's the warming defending. Up. He's, he's warming, warming up. up, and he is the defending champion. So you okay? So four out of the five are having really good seasons, and they capitalize and they 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 kind of put a nice bow on it at the All Star. Can I say something? Yeah, I think with the season Kyle Busch is having, he will make the playoffs, but not going to make it out of the round of sixteen. Why would you think that? I mean, it's so far away. And remember, this is this driver who barely made the playoffs because of a rule thing they did when he got injured and then got hot and he ran it and he won. And actually last year, too, he won the majority of his races early on in the season. But then he started to get warm. And he I mean, he's a champion. He knows what he's doing. He got hot near the end of the season and he ends up winning in Homestead and wins another championship. So. I don't know, man. I wouldn't be counting him out. It's like your guy. When your guy was winning championship after championship, it, it just became laughable because it didn't matter what J- Jimmy Johnson seemed to do. He could go a lap down, two laps down, and somehow he'll find himself getting the top five. He just, he just when you're that good and you're at the top of your game, and right now I think Kyle Busch is that. He's not showing it completely yet, uh, but I, I do think he is starting to warm up, and we'll, we'll see a little bit more of that as we go through the next couple of races we're going to review. Well, can I say something? If Logano um, made the championship for last year, he would have definitely won the championship. He still wouldn't have won. Actually, now you think about it, because Kyle Busch, if Kyle Busch was in there, guess what? Kyle Busch won that race and he won the championship. Well, Kyle Busch kept getting passed by Kevin Harvick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go through the uh, race picks. Mom picked Kevin Harvick, and we mentioned that he got third. Then we got Dad's pick, Eric Armarola, got ninth. My pick, Kyle Busch, was second. And then Gio's pick, Joey Logano, got seventh. Sadly, Johan is the only driver who didn't get any points if we counted them, with Jimmy Johnson getting 17th. So let's move on to race number two. This was the O'Reilly Auto Parts 500 at Texas. Who won that race? Austin Dillon for his third Cup Series career win. I was actually surprised Boo. by that stat that he only has won three times. I could have sworn the Daytona he won 500, more. the All Star race, and now this one. The All Star race, Coke no, 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 Coke 600. I was going to say they wouldn't count that as uh, as one of those. Austin Dillon did win the race, but my guy Ryan Blaney pretty much dominated the race, and he won the first two stages. So it was kind of disappointing that he. What happened though? Like, why did he fall back? Was it just pit strategy and? Because, yeah, you're right. I mean, he dominated the first half of the race, winning both stages, leading over 100, or 150 laps out of, what, 300, so almost half the race. And yet he finished in, what was it? He seventh? finished seventh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know. It, it, it Again, those things happen, but it, I just, I w- if I was a betting man, I would have said Ryan Blaney was going to win. I, I I feel like he he's done this in a couple races. And if I'm not mistaken, it's been one of these like mile and a half, right? Texas is a mile and a half where remember he's been there was a few races where he led like the first two stages and he would even stay out and didn't pit. And I don't know what his strategy was, but then in stage three, he fell back. And of course, it was Kevin Harvick or Denny Hamlin who came and won that race. So take us through the uh, top five. So the top five, Austin Dillon won. Tyler Reddick, one of the rookies, got second. Wow, he's having a really good year. Another another top. I have to finish. thank him because he actually got me my first points. That's right. You got two points out of that because he finished top five. Joey Logano got third place. My guy Kyle got fourth. 
and Kevin Harvick fifth. So again, another strong run from Kevin Harvick. No big surprise there. Uh, just setting himself up for the end of the year. But yeah, I thought it was uh, uh, it was it was an interesting race. It wasn't what I expected. And and again, Austin Dillon won a little bit more of a surprise for me. He's not he didn't really dominate. He just happened to have the strong car after pit you know stops at the end of the race and ended up winning. In terms of our race picks, um, mom pretty much could have taken the week off. I don't know what happened there, but I mean, you went with a strong guy. You I, just went had with an guy I went with a guy who I was expecting to win. You know how I feel about these Joe Gibb drivers, but I you love him. But I went for it because I thought that he was going to get me some points, and he got me nothing. Thanks he, a lot, Denny Hamlin. And he finished twentieth, uh, which is which is crazy. And and you know it's funny because usually he doesn't have back to back races where he uh, does really badly. So we'll see how he ends up in the next race. Um, I had Brad Kozolowski and he, he salvaged me at top 10. He got ninth and uh, I thought he was going to do a little better than that, but at least I got a point out of that. Um, Sebastian, you had Eric Amarola. He finished in 10th. Uh, Joey came through with a nice top five. He yes. Two points. I had the, for the first time I was the best finisher out of all of us. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go racing, buddy. That's awesome. And then uh, poor Johan with Jimmy Johnson. Again, he is just not having a great year. Finished in 26. Do we remember what happened to Jimmy? Did he get caught up? Yeah. Or get turned? Or uh, was it on his own? I think it was smacking the wall. He was smacking the wall. Well, I mean, he is Jimmy Johnson. So if anybody's going to figure it out, it's going to be him. But uh, yeah. All right. So. That was race number two. That was actually our Sunday race. And then we had a race on Thursday. That is the Superstar Batteries 400 at Kansas. So, Mom, who won the race? Oh, surprise, surprise, Denny Hamlin. Wait, wait. So you got a lot of points, I'm sure, right? No, I didn't because I didn't go you with didn't him. You didn't pick him this no. week. No. What so, which is interesting. What no, no. Listen, which is interesting because when I checked the winners of Kansas... The past winners, he was one of them. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to pick him because he got me zero points last week. So I did not pick him. And sure enough, he would have given me three points. So again, thanks a lot, Denny Hamlin. Well, he ended up winning for the fifth time this year. And if, I, if I'm if i doing my numbers correctly, I think he is the most wins of any NAS, uh, NASCAR Cup Series driver this year. And it's 42nd of his career. <laughs> the way he's going, I... Wouldn't be surprised if he gets number 45 and I mean, he'd get hot in the sun, the late part of the summer. He, he could get up to 50. Yeah. Um, everyone keeps saying that he's like the guy to beat. Yeah, he he's, is. He's probably going to win the championship. He's, this year. He is literally on fire right now. I mean, he won the Daytona 500 and now look at this. However, in the standings, he's not in the he's not in he's not in first place. It's Kevin Harvick. Even after the five wins. Well, Harvick has been having really good finishes. Even though he's not winning. That's true. I mean, like last week, Harvick didn't win, but he finished in the top five. Whereas Hamlet didn't win. He finished 20. So he's having a little bit more up and down. Uh-uh. Harvick's going to win this championship. You think Harvick's going to be your guy? I thought mm-hmm. it was hashtag Kevin Harvick stinks. Yeah, what happened? Now it's hashtags gonna, hashtag Kevin Harvick's going to win a championship. I think if it's between those two, Harvick has the bigger chance since he's a champion. And... He's been racing more years than Denny Hamlin. Well, again, we're racing at Phoenix he's, for the championship. I will say he's got more wins. He's been racing. He's more experienced. And I do think he can be a more dominant driver. So I I, I don't disagree with you on that. Uh, how many championships does Kevin Harvick win? One. one. Oh, he only has one? 
And Denny I Hamlin. I thought for sure he had two. No? Okay. And Denny Hamlin has none. Well, this could be his year. Another great thing happened on the Thursday race. You want to know what? Tell me. Kyle Busch won a stage. I mean, he is the defending champion, so you would think the level would be, the bar would be set a little higher, but I guess with the kind of season he's having, you got to take those little victories, like you said, baby steps. And so, yeah, he did win stage one. It was the first time that he won a stage this year, uh, and he led the second most laps. So it was another building block, you know, after uh, some of the other things that he had done in the last couple of races. So maybe he's starting to turn the corner, and if he does... He's definitely one of those drivers that can get really hot and dominant and definitely put himself in position to be one of the last four in Phoenix this year. Um, and then who won uh, stage two is Brad Kozolowski. And he actually had one of the fastest cars on the track as the race was winding down. In fact, I felt like had they had more laps, maybe another five or 10, I think he might've caught Denny, but you know, that's why they run what they run. And Denny had his car where he needed to be. Well, the Penske cars, again, were pretty strong in the first two stages. And then something happened to Joey. Yeah, what happened to Joey? He had a um, tire. Uh, it was a penalty on Pitt and was unfortunately black flagged and sent to the back. But he was working his way up. He actually made it back into the top five in stage three. Until he blew up his tire and wrecked out. And for the record, I know we were, we were watching the uh, the the recap. No one wrecked him. He blew a tire, and then, in fact, Kevin Harvick. He did was, a really good job. Of he was actually lucky it was staying, Kevin Harvick behind yes, him. Yes, exactly. Because if it was some it other was, Yahoo, he could have been wrecked and would have taken out. Okay, the from the camera field. angle I saw it from, I saw. Harvick went up to Joey's bumper and pushed him off into the wall. Nah, man. No, no, Dude, no. His tire blew, which he lost speed. And, and, and again, Kevin Harvick, he Kevin reduced Harvick speed. Kevin Harvick is very aware and he slowed down And went enough. around him. Yeah. Like, I look, I, I will point out when I feel a driver is being overly aggressive. But honestly, I think Kevin did everything he could. He, it was just not a Kevin Harvey. Kilo. I also it was just don't, bad luck. I also don't think that Joey like wrecked it because after he he blew his tire and hit the wall, there was a wreck fest behind him. Oh, yeah. And I don't even blame Joey for that because he after when he went straight into the wall and I don't know what happened. To Austin Dillon, but he lost control of his car, started spinning and took out some other cars. And if you look at the replay, Joey did not touch Austin Dillon. He wasn't anywhere near him. And he just lost control all on his own and took out a bunch of cars. So it's unfortunate because he was starting to build a little momentum, starting to do good the last couple of weeks and and ended up finishing 35. But again, this is Joey Logano, def, uh, you know, former champion. He, he'll turn it around. I have no doubt that he will. Uh, who ended up finishing uh, in the top five? So our top five was Denny Hamlin getting the win and first. Um, Brad Keselowski got the second place. Third place was Martin Truex Jr. Kevin Harvick got fourth. And Eric Jones wow. fifth. Wow, Eric Jones. Where'd he come from? That Jones boy. That Jones boy. Let's go through our uh, race picks. Mom with picked Ryan Blaney. Another 20th top, position. Top yeah, what on earth? What's the deal? He finished top 10 last week. Denny Hamlin, nothing for me. Then this week I pick him because, you know, he's been hot. And now nothing again. 
I thought when I made my pick at Clint Boyer, I was getting some home cooking because we all know he's from Kansas, big Kansas City fan, sports fan. I thought for sure he was going to maybe get me a top 10, top five. But unfortunately, he finished 14, so I didn't get anything. Uh, Seabass, where did you finish and who did you pick? I picked Kyle Busch and 11th. He was so close to giving me a point, but hey, I'll take what I get. Well, you know what? I think, uh, you know, he did He did well. He got up there and, um, and again, another strong week. And, and I think he might be turning a corner. Gio? Another family dub with Brad Kozolowski getting second place. Well, that's two more points for you, man. He's starting to make up some ground. Uh, and then Johan actually had a really good pick. He ended up getting two points as well. Who'd you pick? Kevin Harvick. He came so close from winning, but then got passed by Denny Hamlin, Brad Kozolowski, and Martin Truex Jr. Or should I say, hashtag Brad Kozolowski stinks, and I have a new hashtag this week. Uh, what, who 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 must have touched Jimmy Johnson? Austin Dillon. And what did he do to Jimmy Johnson? He doesn't know how to drive. He could have just kept going straight, and Matty D and my favorite, Jimmy Johnson, wouldn't have got repped. Thanks a lot, Austin Dillon. Or should I say, hashtag Austin Dillon stinks. And not a lot of, another tough week for Jimmy. Where did he finish this week? 32nd, I think. Wow. He is starting to flirt with that line of not being able to make the playoffs. I think right now he's sitting outside he's the He's currently, line. I believe, in 18th. So, again... He is seven time. He can turn it around. He gets a win. He puts his car up a couple top fives and all of a sudden he'll be back into it. So, yeah, uh, interesting, interesting race. Um, You know, and it like we were talking about, it feels kind of weird because it was a Thursday race and that was really the race of the weekend. There wasn't a, a Cup Series race on Sunday, although there was a I think there was either a truck or Xfinity race on Sunday. It was a little obviously a little different. Uh, this week and um, where are we going next week Sebastian so next week is August 2nd we will be at New Hampshire Motor Speedway for the Foxwood Resort Casino 301 I don't know why those races always 301 but they are how come Fox is not announcing if it's the Fox 301 it's Foxwood Resort it's a casino I don't think Fox owns it okay well and one announcement that did come out and it impacts this race and really the race, the rest of the race is the rest of the year is that no practice, no qualifying for, for the rest of the season, rest of the season. So that's going to be pretty standard. Um, and this is really the first race since post COVID that we've gone to the Northeast that I can think of. Right. I mean, all the other races have been in the, the, the big South and you know, we went a little bit West with Kansas, but Anyway, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Well, it's it's this is if I did my math correctly because I think this race it's a the the casino three hundred one because it's three hundred and one laps, and I think it's about three hundred and forty seven miles or something like that. So basically, it's a little over a mile race track. So it's not quite a small track, but it's not one of the bigger speedways. It's a little little in between. Uh, who do we think we're gonna win? Let's um you know mom is tied well, johan is leading no yes johan is leading after this week oh. these last th- two races he's Snap. leading Snap! i didn't even so realize johan gets that. To, yeah yes. he has nine points he gets to go all first. right so johan you get to go first because you are the leader you get to pick from any driver 
Who do you think is going to have a really strong week in New Hampshire? I'm going back-to-back weeks, Kevin Harvick. Oh, he took mine. Kevin Harvick, can't go wrong with him. All right, Mom, tied for second with me. I'll let you go first, ladies first. Oh, man. Um, hmm. I want to... I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney again. Man, you're on the Ryan Blaney train. All right. You are not going to do good. Ryan Blaney. Well, you know what? I, I, I'm i going to take... Hmm. <laughs> now, Dad, remember, you can only pick once and you can't go back on it. Well, I've been going with Kevin Harvick, uh, but he was taken. I kind of want to do Denny Hamlin, but I don't know if Denny's going to win back-to-back weeks. You know what? I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. Boom. Whoa. All right. Seabass? I'm continuing this Joe Gibbs train, and I'm going for my guy, Kyle Busch. He's done well at New Hampshire before. He's well, won there. Yep. I remember 2018. Homer he got Simpson bumped. over here. I remember in 2018, he got bumped by Kevin Harvick for the win. All right. Kyle Busch for Sebastian. And Gio, who are you picking? Has Tyler Reddick won this season? He has not won. I think he's going to get his, himself a dub t- this week. Wow. Tyler Reddick. Geo calling out the win right now. That'd be a big, big win for the rookie because if he gets it, he'll be in the playoffs. And that means five spots left in the playoffs because there's six spots in the playoffs in the playoffs. Ten drivers have won the season. Wow, that's pretty. That's a that's actually a lot. A lot of the yeah. Normally drivers. it's like seven or eight. Wow, that's and we're not even halfway through. So that's that's uh that is a lot of drivers winning. All right. So next week we are going to New Hampshire. And now it's Tony's Six Degrees of NASCAR, where Tony tries to connect pop culture with NASCAR in less than six degrees of separation. So this week, it's going to be Mr. Johan, who is going to tell me who I need to connect to NASCAR in less than six degrees of separation. It's Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay, the TV personality and world-renowned chef. Why Gordon Ramsay? What? How do you know who Gordon Ramsay is? Because he, um, I think he. I'm just gonna say this. He owns Master Chef. So you've seen Master Chef and you've seen the commercials for it, right? Well, I've seen Master um, Chef Junior. Oh, is that on Fox? Oh, wow. Okay. I, I don't know. Well, yes, Gordon Ramsay. And we've also seen quite a few of his funny videos, his social videos. He's a pretty funny guy. So Gordon Ramsay was born in Scotland, but he was actually raised in England. And as I mentioned before, is one of the world's best known and most highly decorated chefs. So not only is he known for being a chef, but he's also really well known for all of his TV shows. Like he's been on different shows. He's actually been on an episode of The Simpsons. He's had over probably 10 or 20 different shows. So he's really well known, popular television personality, but it's really because of what he does as a chef. He is actually a Michelin awarded chef and Michelin stars is basically, you get a Michelin star if your restaurant is like unbelievable. If you get three, 
they say it's worth the trip. Wherever it is around the world, you need to go. And that is the top. He has a three Michelin rest, uh, star restaurant in the UK. So this man knows how to cook. So how do I connect in the NASCAR? He actually worked with NASCAR because of his connection with Fox and actually created Daytona specific menus for fans for the 2017 and the 2018 Daytona 500. He also was the grand marshal of a race in Dover in June of 2017. So he actually has been connected directly to NASCAR. Uh, so this is a, a really quick one. He's actually done some things for NASCAR and for the NASCAR community. I knew how you were going to connect him. You knew it all along or did you read my notes before the show? Yes, I did. <laughs> I thought you said you were going to stump him. I know. I was worried. I, I mean, Gordon Ramsay, when you first said it, that was a little tough. And then I, you know, I started doing my stuff. Oh, this one's not that bad. He's actually said as a joke. I actually said as a joke to uh, Johan before the show. I was like, oh, I know how to connect Gordon Ramsay. Jeff Gordon went on MasterChef and got him eliminated. Did he? Did he go on it? No, that, oh. that's just that. That was literally a joke. <laughs> well, I could have fallen for it. I would have been looking for the video though for evidence. So yeah, so that's uh, pretty cool um, to have someone like Gordon Ramsay, who is again, it's funny you say like he's a mean guy and he's known for being you know funny personality. That if if you took the TV part away, he is a world class chef. Like he is probably one of the best chefs in the world. And so, oh, and the other thing, too, is that I thought was kind of interesting as I was kind of looking him up. He's a, a, a bit of a health fan, a fanatic. Like, he likes to take care of himself and exercise. He's competed in Ironman. So, and like, I mean, you've seen him and you've seen other chefs. He's not about being overweight or out of shape. Like, he he eats and he enjoys, obviously, food and knows what he's doing. But he's also very big about taking care of himself. And and so, yeah, and he's a, he's a pretty fun guy. And he, he he's actually... It would be intimidating to meet him. I would love to meet him. I would be nervous though, because you don't know like what he would do. And uh, but I'm sure he's a really good guy. I mean, he's super successful. Well, I know who I'm picking for next um for next time I'm on it, and I really want to tell you. Well, don't say it because one, you may give it away to your brothers. They may want to pull it off, and then two, you might forget. And then our listeners are like, "Wait, didn't Johan say it was somebody?" And then he came up with somebody else. So hold on to that. You're going to be in another two weeks. It'll come right back around to you. All right. So as we get ready to wrap up another show, we're going to talk again about racing through life. And as the COVID world turns, um, you know, we're trying to think about how to make the best of a summer. And I know this is probably something a lot of families are thinking about, regardless of where you are in the country and even the world, is that, you know, we're in the midst of summertime. And it's been really tough because, you know, we can't really go over and hang out with friends like we normally would. Last year, we had a pretty cool July 4th party. We actually had a, a, a slide bounce, air bounce thing that we got. And we had a huge barbecue and we had ice, uh, water ice or ice water. No, sadly, it what was a snow cone. Snow cones, yeah. Snow cones. We couldn't do that this year. So, yeah, it was sad. Right, Johan? It was we sad also went on a trip uh, oh, yeah. to visit our friends. Yeah. Um, and we went up to Philly and we went and saw baseball and went and did our Philadelphia sports tour. It it was a really cool summer last year. And then unfortunately this year, we kind of been stuck at home. We haven't really had the chance to go out and do anything. So we tried to make the best of it. And so part of the reason why we weren't here last week, what was it, Johan? You wanted to say this earlier. Why did we take a break from the last three races to record this podcast? 
Where were we last week? What did we go do? Because we were on vacation for the weekend at Universal's Adventura Hotel. <laughs> yes. So we went to Universal Studios as a family. We did a little bit of a staycation. Um, you know, and, and people might think, oh, my gosh, in the middle of a pandemic, you're going to go to a theme park. Actually, you know what? I felt pretty safe because everybody was required to wear a mask. I had never seen so much hand sanitizer and used so much hand sanitizer in my life. Every ride I went on, I felt like I had hand sanitizer thrown at me. So going to a theme park really isn't as bad as one might think. Well, I'm going to roast some of the people um, because some people did not wear a mask. They just wear it on their chin. Like, oh, um, I have my mask on my face. Does that count? Yeah, there were a few times where you could tell who the... Uh, rebels of I don't want to wear a mask were because they were they kept it like they tried to put it down below their nose but fortunately there were a few times where I saw the employees tell them you need to put um you need to pull your mask all the way up so so despite those despite those um few instances I did feel safe at the parks with um everybody having to wear there's the spacing yes the lines that is one of my favorite things now there is you have to be six feet away. So there's markers on the floor and yeah, you don't have people, people breathing, breathing down, down your, your neck. neck. But regardless of COVID, this is also a dream of yours way before. Oh, no, COVID. definitely. You, I mean, this is great for me. If I would have told you five years ago, there's going to come a time where people were forced or encouraged, highly encouraged to stay at least six feet away from you. You would have been like, sign me up for that. Absolutely. And let me tell you, when uh, there were some people who were not abiding by the six feet rule when they had to stand in their little bubble. I made sure to let them know with my eyes that I was not. <laughs> You're like, stand behind the line. That I was not pleased with the fact that they were too close to me. But no, uh, in all seriousness, it was it it, it was pretty. It, it felt safe. Um, like Tony was saying, hand sanitizer everywhere. When we checked into the hotel room, we had a little hand sanitizer bottle waiting for us. On the rides, there was hand sanitizer. When we um, got up in the morning from the hotel, we went straight down to the lobby, and you got your temperature checked. And um, you got a bracelet that was put on for um, that would let everybody know that you've been um, checked for the day for temperature and stuff like that. And there was hand sanitizers at all the exits and entrances of the hotels. So it was a pretty it was it was a good experience. Um, People were being very respectful, um, taking, you know, precautions and taking it all serious. And um, I will say I, I felt safer being at the theme park than being at the beach because at the beach people aren't required to wear masks and so you know you just don't know who's sick and that's the whole purpose of wearing the mask right you know because you don't know if you're sick you don't know if you have it or not and so it's about being courteous to one another and being respectful to others and so you know being able uh, having everybody around you wear the mask i did not feel unsafe yeah, I mean, again, we still took a risk, right? We we kind of talked about it as a family and we said if we got in a situation where we felt uncomfortable, there was going to be too many people, crowds or whatever, we would either not be there, we'd take ourselves out of that situation um, or we would go back to the room or whatever. And it, it just worked out. We, you know, kept our distance. It, again, it is a risk. Um, but, you know, the other option, we could just stay here and, and we've done that for the most part. But we we felt like it was worth making that calculated risk, you know? Uh, and we and like I said, we had a good time and thankfully it's been well over a week and a half and nobody's come down with symptoms. So we're good to go, uh, which has kind of made us think about what we want to do in our next kind of 
family outing, but we'll get to that in a second. Johan. For some weird reason, I felt like the lines were shorter than usual. Well, they were there that that's one of the big things. And that's one of the reasons why we even contemplated going is that because of all of the COVID and everything, a lot of the theme parks are reducing the amount of people to go in. And if, you know, if you can get in, you know, depending on the park, if you have a reservation or you're able to get into the park, it's a great time. If you, again, keep your distance, wear your mask, do your hand sanitizer, wash your hands, all that to go to the parks. Except that it is in the middle of July and it is kind of hot. So you need to kind of watch out for that. But, you know, but there I will are not say, a lot of clouds. You're I right. will say, despite the fact that it, 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 it we're in the middle of summer, it's in Florida, it's humid and it's hot. It wasn't that bad to wear the masks for several hours because we had them on for probably what the max was maybe six, seven hours one day. And it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So I don't I, I don't understand the complaining about it because it really the, wasn't uncomfortable. I think what the thing with the mask is, people just need to get used to it. Like if people will wear the mask, you'll get used to it. And then if you're and then if this comes back again, if we don't get a uh, vaccine, they'll be like, all right, we just put the mask on. We're safe. Well, yeah, well, you're not 100 percent safe, but it is safer. Mm hmm to do that if everybody doesn't. And, you know, and so anyway, that's where we kind of decided we thought it would be a good thing. And so we thought that, you know what, we tried this and we thought about what's happening in a few weeks. Well, NASCAR is coming back to Florida uh, and we actually uh, decided that we were going to go to the first road course at Daytona International Speedway. And so we're going to go on the 16th of August and we're going to be one of the fans that go down there. We got our tickets and we made sure, you know, they had the the mask policy and they're going to even have hand sanitizer and they're going to have, you know, distancing in place. Um, and even the seats, the way that they're, Daytona is going to set it up, uh, you can't buy. I actually had to call because we need to buy more than we had to buy five seats and they had them set in, 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 area, in groups of four. And so I had to have a guy find uh, seats that were close enough but also distance enough because they kept rows in between every row of seats and if you bought a set of seats then nobody could buy seats like i think it was two or three other seats over so they're they're really going to be um you know pretty hardcore on the on the physical distancing which again if i'm kind of in my own little area with you guys and it's open air that's the other thing too i i feel a little different going somewhere where it's open air and I can actually move away and 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 get my distance than I would be going into an enclosed place. I mean, we would even on our little trip that we did, we went to a restaurant, but we ate outside the the couple times that we actually went to a restaurant. So again, keeping our distance and and doing that. So it's just you know trying to make those choices and uh, try to minimize. That's the idea. We're not going to eliminate the risk, but we're trying to minimize it as best we can based on what they're the guidance that they give us. So we're pretty excited about that. It'll be one of the first times since we started the podcast that we've actually gone to a race. So we're pretty interested to see what we're going to do and how we're going to record it. And, and also maybe we'll, you know, showcase maybe some video. We actually, believe it or not, have a YouTube channel. We haven't uploaded any content to it yet, but we're going to start to do that um, for our podcast. And even when we go to events like this, so this year, we're obviously not going to go to as many races as we probably would like to, because of COVID, but this is one of our chances that we're going to get to do it. And hopefully it's not the only one that we do this year, but we'll definitely be recording some content. And so we'll, we'll be putting that up. When did we start a YouTube channel? 
I started it actually a, about a year ago when we uh, decided we were going to do this, um, but we haven't actually kicked it off. So technically I have a YouTube channel, but we haven't actually done anything for it yet because we've been just doing the audio podcast. So anyway, um, the, so the last thing we talked about is the fact that you guys get two extra weeks of summer this year uh, because of all of this. Um, yeah, they, the last time that we had our podcast, we said that the kids were going back to school August 10th. But since then, they have um, pushed it out, the start of school out to the 24th, which is great, too, because we get to go to the Daytona race and yeah. it won't impact the boys going to school on Monday or anything like that because they'll still be on vacation and they're celebrating. If you hear noise right now, it's because all three boys are like dancing and doing weird things right now because they're excited that they're not going to be going back to school for another two weeks. But yeah, so we'll try to make the best of summer. And I guess that's the point of us even talking about it is I know everybody's in a different place uh, and it's it's tough, you know, all over the country, all over the world to try to think about how you're going to make this summer the best you can. And everybody's going to have their own decisions and, and, and do what's best for their own family. All I would say is, you know, try to make the best of it. And, and, you know, the God willing, this isn't the, this is, you know, a temporary thing. Eventually we'll have a vaccine. Eventually people will be getting sick more and more every day. Uh, and we'll get past this. And that's, that's the, the idea, but it's like, how do you, how do you minimize the risk and how do you deal with the situation that we're in right now? Yeah. So for right now, stay safe, wear a mask and keep your distance and wash <laughs> I, your hands. I, and wash your hands. And with that, Giovanni, why don't you take us out? Well, guys, that's actually going to wrap up this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening on in. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and download our podcast episode so you can listen to us whenever you want. Let's go racing family. Out. <laughs>